Welcome to Strategy for Creatives, business minus the bullshit. Whether you're new in business or find yourself in a season of change, get ready to build a strategy, create an action plan, and crush those goals. I'm Sasha, host of Strategy for Creatives, and I help female-led businesses grow their brands in authentic, measurable, and meaningful ways without the stress. There's no sugar coating here. I'm serving up real tips and actionable steps you can take to help get you organized, get off the path to burnout, and grow your brand like a boss. So go ahead, pull up a chair, grab a notepad, and let's talk business. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Strategy for Creatives, Business Minus the Bullshit. I, of course, am your host, Sasha, and today we're going to be jumping right into it. So if you remember a couple of months ago, there was the great Instagram, Facebook outage that everyone stressed over. We couldn't get online. We couldn't access our social medias and business owners especially were freaking out. And coincidentally, prior to that, I had already planned on doing an Instagram live series called Beyond Social Media. And I decided I also wanted to do it for the podcast as well, because it's just so important and so essential to have uh, different means of marketing that don't rely on social media. The thing about social media, and I'm sure we all know this as business owners, but of course we do not own anything on Facebook or Instagram, right? We have no control over when things are available. If their servers go down, we can't control that. If they change their algorithm, we have no control whether or not people are even seeing our content. And so there are other ways that you should be marketing outside of social media. The problem is that a lot of business owners aren't. And that's because social media has taken such a big role in marketing that we often overlook the other ways that we should be using marketing. And so I wanted to take the next couple of episodes to do the series beyond social media here on the podcast to talk about ways that you should be utilizing different avenues for your marketing and why they are important. And so I'm not going to be starting with emails because that is, of course, the number one way that you should be doing your marketing. But everyone talks about emails. I'm sure you've heard a lot about emails. In fact, when the great social media outage happened, you probably got a lot of emails saying that, look, it doesn't matter that social media is down because we can still be in your inbox. And so, of course, emails are important. But today I'm going to focus on blogging. And I want to talk about why your business needs a blog. I have a blog. I've been blogging since around 2015. And it's not because I like to write. I actually really don't like to write. I'd rather do things like this in a podcast where I can talk directly. But most interactions, most of my interactions with blogs has come from me looking for information. It's where places like Pinterest, lots of blog posts get blogged or get pinned onto Pinterest. It's easy to find information when you're blogging. And whether that's a recipe or you're trying to find the latest business trends, blogs can help you learn new things. And if you're not using blogs for your business, you're probably missing out on an audience that you might not otherwise be tapping. And so here are a couple of reasons why I think you should start blogging if you're not already doing it in your business. Number one, blogging will give your clients additional value. Like I said, I read most of my blogs because I'm trying to find information and blogs are a great way to give value to existing clients and also to nurture warm leads. So if you're trying to convey that you are the 
the number one expert in your niche or that you know that what you're talking about, blogs are a great way to do that. You can put pen to paper, quote unquote, and get people to look at you as an expert in your field. When people are Googling and they're trying to find information about something, you want your blog to show up. You want to be able to show that you know information. And if you have posts about a variety of topics in your niche, it's going to show that you know what you're talking about and that clients or potential clients can feel more comfortable booking with you because you've already shown that you're an expert in this field. So it's a great way to give clients additional value into what you already know and start to build that like, no trust factor. And I've talked about that before on a couple of other episodes, but really the way that we nurture our clients is through like, no trust. We want our clients to like us. We want them to feel like they know us. We want them to trust us with their money because that's what it's all about in business. It's about getting clients and in order to trust you so that they pay you for your services or your product. And a way to do that is by providing value for them. Blogging is an excellent way to do that because it's letting clients know, potential clients know on their own time, how much value you can bring to them. Blogging is also great. And I mentioned this kind of at the beginning for Pinterest funnel. So if you are like me, you probably spend a lot of time on Pinterest. I have so many boards on Pinterest, way too many to count. Um, But I use it for a lot of things. I use it to come up with ideas about what I should be blogging about, product ideas, service ideas. I use it to find outfit inspiration, to look up recipes. But blogging will give you a really good Pinterest funnel and have people drive to your website and then explore hopefully other areas of your website. When someone lands on your blog from Pinterest, you are giving them instant value and you're showing them that you are the go-to person to solve their problem. If you're not using Pinterest to bring people to your website, it's really something you need to be doing. Pinterest is the one social media platform that is like the shelf life on Pinterest keeps going. Whereas Instagram, Facebook posts on, on there last for days, maybe hours. If you're talking about TikTok, you might have an hour where your post will actually be able to get seen before it's lost. On something like Pinterest, the shelf life can be months. It can be years. There are Pinterest posts and blog posts that show up on my Pinterest from 2017, 2016. And it's just because people keep repinning these blog posts. And so they keep showing up on people's feeds. And so it is a great way to bring people to your website from a blog post that you're pinning on Pinterest. And it lets new people find information. And from there, you can create backends on your website where it's directing people to either a freebie where they can sign up on your email list or maybe another topic that they might be interested in. You can lead them to your work with me page or your services or your product page, but it's a great way to bring people into your website and then guide them to where they want to go. And it's gonna build that like no trust factor again. A lot of people, myself included, have found blogs uh, through places like Pinterest and then have gone up to sign up for their email list. And that's how you get people on an email list which I will talk about next episode, why it's so important. But blogging is a great way to do that. And Pinterest is a great tool to utilize how to get more eyes on your blog. Now, another thing that blogging also does is it will gain you Google visibility and it builds domain authority. So what exactly does that mean? 
Google is the predominant search engine. We all know that Google, uh, most people aren't going to Bing or to Yahoo search or anything like that. We're going to Google. And so it's important to build what's called domain authority on something like Google. What that means domain authority is that our our website isn't just trash. It's not out there um, with not being updated. It's not like a bad site. It doesn't have spam or malware, things like that. And so when you're blogging and you're using proper keywords, you're creating blog posts, you're building up that SEO, that search engine optimization, search sites like Google and like other sites know that your site is constantly being updated and Google likes that. It lets them know that your site's still in use, that it's relevant for a search hit and then therefore will prominently place your website or your blog post in blogs for relevant keywords. If you're not really updating your site a lot, and a great way to update your site is through blogging, if you're not doing that, what happens is Google's going to look at your site and think that it's old, it's stagnant, the information might not be relevant anymore. And so therefore, somebody could be searching for what you're offering, but Google may not display your information because it doesn't think that your site is relevant anymore. So if you have a site that you have haven't really updated for a couple of months, a couple of years, Google's not going to look very favorably on that because it's not going to think it's relevant information. Whereas if you're blogging at least once a month, I personally blog, I try to blog at least twice a month, but if you're blogging at least once a month, every time you're updating your blog, it's updating your website. It's sending things to Google to let you know that, or to let them know this site has been updated. Therefore, it's probably still relevant. We can keep in our search results going forward for whatever the keywords are that you're using for SEO. So it helps gain that visibility and build domain authority in places like Google. Of course, I already mentioned this when I was talking about Pinterest, but blogs are also a great way to build your email list. It's a great way to get people in to your website and then opt into into your email list. So you can set up on a variety of email platform or a variety of website platforms, excuse me, that once somebody comes to a certain page on your website, it pops up your sign up form to sign up for a newsletter. Or if you want to learn more, you should sign up for a newsletter. It's a great way to funnel people into your email list. And we want people in our email list. Email lists are the only things besides our website that we own. We have the information that people are voluntarily giving us. It's the only thing that we can use to directly communicate with consumers and clients, potential clients, and that we don't have to worry about algorithms changing or anything like that. So you want to grow your email list and blogging is a great way to do that. If you're utilizing something like Pinterest where you're getting your post out there, your blog post out there, you're more likely to get more hits on posts, which therefore will bring people to the certain page where your email opt-in can pop up and you're going to be able to grow your list that way. The other thing that's really good about blogging is it helps you create your own platform. Your website and your email list, like I just said, are really the only two things that you own. And so when you are able to have your platform, aka your website, and create your own content on it, you're able to build your platform. You're able to, with your website and a good blog and proper SEO, you'll be able to have a better chance of reaching potential clients than those on social media when the algorithm's changing and things like that. You can control the narrative of what your site shows. You can control how often information is put out there, the type of information that's put out there, the things that you're noticing, whether it's trends or what what content you want potential clients to see, content 
that you think potential clients are focusing on, you get to dictate that through your own website, through your own content and things like blogs. You're able to create your own platform. And really having that platform is what helps grow our business, is having this diverse array of information that we're offering to potential clients it's going to assist you and help you be more likely to book clients because you're showing that you have a platform that you know what you're talking about and that they should hire you. It can also be used to showcase your credibility. I've talked about this a little bit, but you want to be able to establish that you know what that you're talking about, that you're a thought leader in your industry, that you know what you're doing when it comes to your niche. And so this goes along with giving your clients additional value. As you build your platform, as you build the content on your platform, you can show off the knowledge that you have, the skill set that you have, and you're letting potential clients know that you are a credible source of information and that you are someone that they should hire. Again, it all goes back to that like, no trust factor by building content on your own platform, by doing things like blogging, showing your credibility, you're getting people, you're giving people this value that otherwise they might not be able to find. And they're going to start trusting that you know what you're talking about, that you have the skills that they need and that they're more likely to keep coming back to your website and eventually at some point hire you if they need those services. And lastly, One thing that I love about blogging, I use it actually pretty frequently when it comes to my whole content strategy. It's a great way to repurpose content. For example, this whole podcast is a blog post on my website. I have a whole, this whole series is on my website. You can go read it if you don't want to hear me talk about it, but I have the Beyond Social Media series on my website already. I talked about it on an Instagram live already. I talked about it in my email already. Blogging is just another way to repurpose content and repurposing content. Sometimes we don't feel like we need to do that or what's the point of repurposing content, but people digest information different ways. You have to remember that not everyone is on social media. Some people might not be on your email list. So giving them an alternative to read what you're saying versus, for example, hearing me speak about it on a podcast or looking at posts on social media or even reading about it in my email um, blasts that go out, they might not all be there. It might be harder for them to digest information in that way versus finding a blog post where maybe a person, it is more digestible to read information. Maybe you're a person who can't hear as well or you can't take in plaque podcast maybe you have sensory things or things like that that prevents you from really taking in auditory information so you'd rather read about this information and so blogging is just a great way to repurpose that content and let other people find your content digest your content in a way that works for them The reason why I wanted to do this series is that there are different ways that we should be looking at our marketing. And so the one action item I want you to take away from this week's episode is to think about how you should be blogging if it makes sense for your niche, for your business. I guarantee you in most business cases, it makes sense to have some sort of blog. Um, If you're a graphic designer, if you're a social media person, if you're a Pinterest person, if you do recipes, of course, if you're doing any sort of food, if you're doing learning, teaching of any sort, it makes sense to have a blog. People digest and take in information different ways. And your website is the one way that you can reach people but dictate to them the information that is important for them to know. You want your website to show up. The reason why we build websites is 
and have this information and want people to come to our websites is because it's how we book people. It's how we sell things, but we need those websites to be seen. And one easy way, relatively easy way in order to get our website sees is through blogging. So if you are constantly updating your website, if you're presenting new information, you're going to get your blog seen more. You're going to get more hits on your website. You're going to bring in more traffic. And just by nature of how numbers work, the more eyes on your website, the more visits that you have to your website, the more people coming and looking at the content that you have means it's more increase in sales and more increase in clients, right? It's just a numbers game. So if you can increase the traffic that you're getting, you're more likely to get more clients. And so blogging is a great way to showcase how much you know and how much you can help your clients. So if you're not already blogging, I want you to think about setting up a blog. I don't want you to get stressed about or about what that looks like. Don't think that you have to blog every day. The blogging world is completely different than it used to be where back in the early 2000s, you saw bloggers posting every day. They were making these huge posts every day building content and still a great way to do it. It's a lot harder to make money in the blogging, solely blogging atmosphere at this point, but blogging doesn't have to be like that anymore. Blogging now can be a supplement to the things that you're already doing in your marketing and it's just another avenue to get people in. So consider coming up with a content calendar that maybe you format a post that you've done on social media, turn it into a blog. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You already have the content out there. You've created the content. You know what you're talking about. Just take a post and turn it into a blog and think about how often you can do that. What works in your schedule? I've talked about this before on past episodes. We don't do stress in these parts and we're not about to stress ourselves out trying to do all of the things. But one thing that we can do is write ourselves a content plan and figure out how we can incorporate blogging into that. And that might mean taking one Instagram post a month, turning it into a blog post once a month. You can commit to writing a blog post once a month. Make some time on your calendar. Y'all know you've heard me talk about my planner. Put it on your planner, just one post a month. As you get more comfortable with writing, maybe you want to increase that. Maybe you want to do twice a month. Maybe you don't want to do once a week. I'm not asking you to commit to any of that right now. What I am suggesting though, is that you just get comfortable with the idea of using blogs for your business in order to get more eyes on your website. So takeaway, think about blogging. Think about how you can incorporate blogging into your business and figure out one to two post content ideas that you already have, content you've already created that you can turn into blog posts. And then make sure that you tune in next week because next week in the Beyond Social Media series, we are gonna be talking about email marketing and why you need an email list and how email lists can help your business grow. But hopefully you've been able to hear a couple of ways that this episode has sparked some ideas for you about things that you can be blogging and why you really need a blog for your business. Are you ready to uplevel your business? Join the five-day Be Your Own CEO Challenge. All the details are available on the website at www.buy-sasha.com. If you like what you heard, make sure you rate and review. It really helps other people find the show. And of course, follow and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. Want to follow me on social? I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Strategy by Sasha. Make sure you tune in next Tuesday for more business tips.